Today on the Zabecast, the NFC East is like the worst ever Taco Bell, triple gordita, enchilada, soft taco, deep fried in pure monkey shit. But hey, somebody's going to win it. Andy Poland joins me. We talk woof and what it was like for me to passively, aggressively needle my buddy Cowboy Mike as I watched the Browns score nearly 50 on them. Your high test, not street legal. 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Monday, October 5th, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Just a reminder, this is not the full-blown recap of everything that's happened in sports over the last 24 to 48 hours. This is merely a supplement. I am also on 6 to 9 a.m. on the game in Milwaukee, 97.3 FM, and 3 to 6 p.m. in afternoon drive on 980 in Washington, D.C. Yes, I work my ass off. But it's not work. Work is slinging a hot tar mop on a roof. Work is... um, Lots of things. This is not work. This is play. This is my passion. This is what I do for fun, for God's sakes. So let's have some more fun here. Before I get into the stuff of the day that I'm going to talk about and everything else, let me just say this. Any wireless earbuds that claim to be better than AirPods can go sit down and shut the fuck right up because they're not. I have misplaced, I don't think lost, but I have misplaced my AirPods. I have the case. Uh, The pods themselves, I put them in my pocket. I put them down while noodling around the driveway over the weekend. And I'm like, damn it. All right, I got to go get another pair. I said, I'll go get another pair at Costco. And by me getting another pair, I will automatically, you know how this works, suddenly find the old pair. Then I'll either have two pairs in case uh, I have a you know spare set because I do use them all the time. Or I could give one set to my wife who does not have them, but I think would genuinely like them quite a bit. Or I could return them, <laughs> which is what I do. <laughs> Abuse the Costco return policy. So I almost got a second pair of AirPods, but then I saw some Jabra Elite 75T earbuds, and I go, huh, they look pretty fancy, different sort of design, maybe they're better. And of course, the price point was about that of the AirPods, and I go ahead and I buy them. And I download the app, you got to load to be able to control the different volume settings and the sound settings and everything else. It was a little bit wonkier to pair up than uh, the old Apple AirPods were. But I got it working. And I started to listen to my favorite song, my reference song for how good is the audio. That would, of course, be Carly Rae Jepsen and Call Me Maybe. And I immediately realized these are shit compared to Apple AirPods. I... I just didn't know what to say. I will at times wear the Apple AirPods and say to myself, God damn, these are robust in their base, in their clarity, in everything else. And when I, I wear them with the little silicone ear hooks that you slip on, the booties, 
And because of that, I don't have to jam them deep into my ear at all. They just sit right there. Very light, very comfortable. I think it helps the acoustics to have the silicone booties or the silicone hooks on them. So anyway, just my little quick tech review. Uh, Jabra Elite 75T, Jabra Not Elite, Jobber to the Stars. Crap, don't buy them. Going back to Costco today. Okay, President Trump feeling a lot better. Quite the news story on Friday. Test positive. Helicoptered to Walter Reed Medical Center. Everyone is on edge. Media is going crazy. Some of the media are mask shaming him, of course. And some people were wishing and hoping and even saying online, hoping that he dies. Well, anybody who wishes anything other than a speedy and full recovery needs to check their own hearts on this and worry about keeping their own karma shiny. Of course, I saw a tweet from Mike Lupica. Uh, who do you read, Mike Lupica? To Alex Berenson, who was one of the first guys to start really digging in on, hey, wait a minute, with this whole government response to the virus. He has, of course, since been labeled a truther, a denier, and a lot of other things. When he never denied that the virus was real or that it could kill you, he was just digging in on, okay, are any of these government interventions actually working? What are the real numbers? So Lupica feels like because Trump now got it, it was his time to come out and take a pot shot at Berenson. What's the truth now? Berenson replied calmly, the same as it's been now for months and months. And he recited the facts. It is not a morality play. A virus does what a virus does. And they are unique unto themselves. And they have their own characteristics. And they mutate. And they travel in different ways. And it it's different by country. It's different outcomes are different by the regions of the globe. I saw a chart the other day about how sort of like subtropical countries all have a curve that looks like this. Middle of the, of the globe, near to the equator, looks like this. Northern hemisphere looks like this. And they think there may be some connection there. But the irony that I guess guys like Chris Wallace didn't understand was that he said on TV, he's like, you know, you have the most secure bubble in the world, the bubble protecting the president, and the virus still got in. So just wear the damn mask. Tap, tap, tap. So, Mike, you're saying what now? That the bubble would fail, but the mask would work? So if the mask would work, we don't need a bubble, right? Like, I don't get it. No, Zabe, both are effective. And the people that believe in masks will say to you, if you say, nah, you know what, I've read up on a lot of different studies and opinions from various medical journals, World Health Organizations, uh, the CDC prior to this pandemic about masks for influenza-like illnesses. And boy, did they sing a different tune just a year ago. Suddenly they're like, oh, no, 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 these things work. I don't believe that they were, I I don't believe the only masks that work are the N95s and they gotta be fitted just for you. They've gotta be disposed a lot. All these masks that we're wearing as part of the theater I don't think work one fucking bit. 
But that's just my opinion. If you want to wear them, it makes you feel better. If you if you think it could help, then fine. But the mask people will make you prove that they don't work instead of them assuming the burden that, look, here's how it works. There's actually a, a Twitter account that has a page. Actually, it's a website. I think it's called realityground.com, something like that. They have, they have a, a page dedicated to just charts with epidemic curves of deaths, hospitalizations, cases, country by country by country by country. And then they draw a big line with an arrow pointing to mask mandate. <laughs> and some of the mask mandates are comical in that there's a line that says mask mandate. And then as soon as you get past that in time, it shoots straight up. And then there's like more restrictions, still goes up. Some countries imposed mask mandates on the tail end of their curve where you see it and you're like, oh, you're way down here and you put the mask mandate down there. There is no country that can say, look, here was our mask mandate and now you can see the dip. But those who believe in it, believe in it. It's just crazy. I also read about how, and somebody sent me, I didn't read about it, somebody sent me a video. And I think the title was How Pandemics End. And I think we all want this thing to, quote, end. And I put that end in quotes for a reason. The end depends on what you consider the end of it. This is the first pandemic in which governments have shut down society. This has never happened before. Not on this scale. Not to this aggressiveness. So this is new. This is the first time. And by the way, it's not working out well at all for any country that is trying these massive mitigation efforts that is upending society, causing economic damage, you know, ruining livelihoods, et cetera, et cetera. First time we've done it, but basically they said pandemics end either when the virus runs out of people and then peters out, herd immunity. A vaccine is developed in which it effectively does the same thing, provides a false or at least a induced herd immunity because you get the vaccine, you get the antibodies, and then you're good. Or pandemics end most of the time when the public accepts that they're just going to have to keep living their life with a new virus rattling around. One more new virus that is no fun, potentially deadly, depending on your age, depending on your underlying conditions, amongst thousands of viruses. Actually, thousands? Is it millions? I don't know how many it is. It's a ton. So pandemics end when people accept it or when they get sick of the restrictions and finally rise up in enough numbers. When the hashtag team reality outnumbers the hashtag team virus, when the Karens finally get overwhelmed, that's when at least the restrictions part of the pandemic will end in certain countries and in certain states and in certain cities in the U.S. And that endeth my talk about the coronavirus for today. Time to talk to Andy Poln about the skins, oops, the wolf, the cowboys, and more from a Sunday in the NFL. I am calling during what may be a very sacred hour. I just saw a tweet from one Jeremy Poln reminding me that tonight... Jerry Seinfeld is on 60 Minutes. 
meaning yeah. his dad, the guy you're hearing right now. <laughs> it's his two favorite things in life. Actually, if Tiger Woods had just played in a major tournament, if yeah. there was Chinese food on the table, you had 60 minutes and they featured Jerry Seinfeld. Now that's the Andy Pola quadfecta. Right well, and don't don't forget the Lakers playing in the finals. <laughs> Are you going to watch tonight? I'm uh, taping Jerry Seinfeld, and at the moment I'm watching uh, the Lakers playing possum for a while until they decide to take over this game. What time did the – It's uh, let's see, it's 8.07. What time did the game start? 7.30 oh, or 7.40. Wow. Yeah. An early start. You know they're sweeping this series. Because all these cats want to get out of the goddamn bubble. I oh, mean, yeah. in a hurry. Miami wants to get out of the bubble, too. They know. They've got no shot. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're without Drogic and Adebayo again for the second <laughs> game. So, I, I don't, you know. But stranger things have happened. Lakers will win the series, but it's possible Miami could win a game. Yeah, well, uh, I'm glad you're uh, at least watching that. And uh, we're going to have a double header on Monday night. Yeah. Which is quite something. And we're going to... We're going to get into the NFL's suddenly flexible COVID policies. I don't know if you have thoughts about this, but when I woke up and heard that Cam Newton had tested positive and there was a couple Saints players who had tested positive, I said, here we go. We're off to the races. There are going to be four games canceled. The season's going to get all jacked up. Next thing you know, it's like, uh, no, we're going to just play this game tomorrow. <laughs> and the latest I saw was that there's a possibility Newton plays because he's had two tests that oh. both have come up negative. Interesting. So. <laughs> my buddy Cowboy Mike was watching today. Uh, I, he came over to my house because he didn't have a Sunday ticket. He wanted to watch the Cowboys and the Browns. He was sorry he watched the game. Although it's funny, the conversations I have with a Cowboy fan who is a realistic Cowboy fan like Mike is. Yeah. about the state of his team. He rags on them all day. Jalen Smith, he's like 54. There he is again. Look, can't miss him. Big big dreadlocks. Sucks. Late to every play. <laughs> Always a beat behind. And why do we pay him all this money? Yeah. Uh, their defense is shockingly bad. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying in sort of a passive-aggressive way, I'm like, Mike, they're up to 38 points. There's like 10 minutes left in the third. A lot of points. And he just he would go, yeah, yeah, well aware of that. That's what, that's what guys can do. They can deadpan to each other, and it doesn't start a fight. You know, with women, you're like, why do you got to bring that up? Shut up already. I know that. Yeah, and 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 you know, I think I think people who have been longtime fans of teams that have gone in the dumper, like uh, our team, the yeah. Washington football team, yeah. you just sort of sit there week after week. Well, what's going to happen now? And when they have a little bit of success, like the opener against Philadelphia, you never trust it. You just don't. Yeah. Well, I am at low ebb in terms of caring about this team. It doesn't mean that the tide will never come back in. As you like to say, winning cures everything. And if, if the winning mm. ever comes, it'll be like the moon is in the right phase and the tide will rise again with whatever they're going to be called on the other side of this. But I remember the low ebb of embarrassment was the Chiefs game in which they got beat by five Ryan suck-up field goals. Yeah. And they had fired they fired Zorn as the play caller the next Monday, remember? The next day. It the was, next it day, was, yeah, right, Monday. Vinny Serrata was dispatched 
to do the dirty deed, dirty trick Serato. Right. And, uh, and then Zorn famously said, yeah, I complied. I complied, right, because he wanted all his money. He wasn't going to do anything yeah. to mess it up. He wasn't going to quit. Yeah, they wanted him to quit. Also, they, uh, they confiscated signs from fans at that right. game. And that made, to me, that was like the low ebb of embarrassment. Although there was a lot of other embarrassing moments along the way. I just felt today, Andy, so totally not caring. And the game played out exactly as you would have thought. They fell behind early. They never really had a chance to be in it. They never really had a chance to win. And away we go. On to the next game. Yeah, and, and I think you've got a coach who's not coaching to win. I mean, he, no. he pretty much said it when they had a chance to kick the field goal to get to within two scores. And he said, no, I wanted to challenge Dwayne Haskins. Well, well that's what you do in August. Now, there was no August this year. Okay. But that, that, that's, that's so moronic because it was fourth and goal from the 12, if yeah, I recall. Right. Fourth and goal from the 12 is probably a 2% conversion down in distance? Does that sound about right? Uh, Who knows? I'm making up numbers. It's a very low chance of converting. But you're down 18. Let's do the basic math. Even me, math illiterate, can do the math. 7 plus 8 is 15 plus 3. That's 18. Oh, you know what? Now's the time to pick up the 3 just to see if we can stay in it. Nope. 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 Yeah. I give because, up because he's coaching like it's the exhibition season and he wants to give Haskins a chance before he finally says, no, he can't do it. And you think you know, that's the case? Yeah, because I, now Haskins wasn't terrible today. He didn't regress. He was better than he was last week. But are you seeing anything from him that no. would cause you to say, yeah, I think this guy can be great? No, he he doesn't yeah. look, you know, the the kid for uh, the Chargers, uh, you know, went toe-to-toe with Brady, uh, yeah. got done in by four touchdowns by Brady in the second half. He hadn't he hadn't had that game that makes you say, wow, that, that was an awesome game. This kid really has something going on. Well, well, look look at this. Joe Burrow, who lost his job to Haskins at Ohio State. Yeah. What, four games into his rookie year. With the Bengals. Looks like he Right. Yeah, with the Bengals, looks like he's that guy. I know. And Haskins, I'm not, I'm not jumping off the boat. I mean, I, I think I don't bench him. I, I keep playing. But right now, four games into his second year, jury's still way out on him. Yeah. But just the whole thing for me, Andy, with the you know temporary helmets, the no name, the no fans, the coach who won't call timeouts, the QB who probably isn't it, no new stadium on the horizon. I mean, this is bad, Andy. I've <laughs> never felt this bad dead inside um i'll tell you i'll tell you when when i felt the the real low was when shanahan finished the year three and 13 and was fired and i thought well that's it i mean what do they do now because they've tried the coaches have been successful in the past including one of their own and and joe gibbs and so what's going to happen next and so jovial jay came in for a few years there are a couple of highs, but yeah, I mean this this is who they are. They're 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 what Tampa Bay was in the eighties. They're I, they're bad. I guess the difference, Andy, is it's more than just being bad. At least when Shanny got fired 
or basically talked his way out of the job with constant leaks. Remember the craziness of the final month of Shanahan? Yeah. At least yeah. then it was like a build it was like a fireworks factory in which there was still stuff blowing up. <laughs> it it was yeah. there was passion there. There was there was at least some heat to warm your hands on. Now right. the the rubble has gone down to a, just a smoldering charred nothing. And there's yeah. a little wisp of smoke. I don't feel anything, Andy. Mm. Well, I mean, the, the leaks are still there. Um, well, that's know, Chuck, okay. I was going to bring this up. So our yeah. old program director, Chuck Sapienza, who, for whatever you and I thought of him as a manager, and we'll yeah. put that aside, shall we? <laughs> mm-hmm. At least he has he knows things. He was inside the morgue and knows where all the dead bodies at least are or were in the organization. Agreed? Uh, you know, a lot of, of those them. people, most of those people are gone. I don't, I, you know, he hasn't done anything with the team in four years or five years, okay. so I, but I, he I, knows, he knows the way business is done because yeah. he had to deal with it firsthand as our program director. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He tweeted, Ron Rivera was brought in to change the culture, but it took just four weeks for a game day bombshell with unnamed sources to leak out. The franchise is and will always be an embarrassment until ownership changes. Rivera didn't change a thing. And that was in response to the Ian Rappaport report that said, Haskins better start slinging it, otherwise he's getting benched. And I'm paraphrasing. Right, right. But, but I mean, who who would have been the leak for that? Other The only one you'd suspect is Dan Snyder. And, and Snyder handpicked Haskins, right? Could he turn on Haskins this quick? He might. I mean, you know, he's turned on a lot of other people in the past. Also, did you see the agent for uh, Haskins put out something like, are you kidding me? Four games into the second year and this no is what they're doing? way. Yeah, it was, It was. you know, he and he referenced the Rappaport report. Let me, so he, he knows how the game is played in Ashburn also. Let me back this up a second. So I don't take these things very seriously. Should I give more weight to what guys like Rappaport report, meaning it's coming from somebody and oh, it's yeah. real? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Schefter had it too. You oh. know, Schefter's oh. got the same group of sources, you know. What, how do you know it's not Rivera? Uh, that's possible too, you know. that, that, that <laughs> He's been in the league a long time. Yeah. I mean, th- this guy has an arrogance to him that I find a bit shocking. The The paternal explanation of – Look, I'll I want to develop my team the way that I see fit. I'm not going to call timeouts just to satisfy someone's opinion in the media or paraphrasing again. I'm like, okay, but well, at least he called two timeouts this week. Progress, right? Yeah. But the 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 kind of the paternal arrogance of it is like, dude, your only job is to win games. And you won't last very long either if you don't win and start winning. And look at how shitty the division is. Yeah, but but could could he be could he be speaking to the owner through the media? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe but, maybe that's it. Maybe he's yeah. already maybe four games in or less, yeah. even while battling cancer, he's realizing, oh shit, the force is strong with this one. Dan well, Snyder look. still loves Haskins, and I'm trying to tell him, hey, he ain't it here yeah. here. There, here, I'll show you. He ain't it. And, man, the owner just loves him. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, look, this is how it's gone with all the coaches. I mean, Shanahan went on vacation with Snyder, as all of them do. And sooner or later, that went south. The only one he couldn't touch was Joe Gibbs. But the others, I mean, they've all, you know, been his his little toadies there for a while. And then it goes bad. And maybe it's already four games in. It's starting to go bad. Do you think you have to be a – I would have thought that Shanahan had enough resume to be able to tell Snyder – I'm not vacationing with you. We're not friends. Right. You're my well, boss. Fuck also, off. How, do, how does it happen? Like, he's on the job like a month, and Snyder makes the trade for McNabb, and yeah. we later find out that Shanahan says, oh, he gave up too much. Well, how come you weren't right there when the trade was made? Why did you, why'd you let him report it, back to you that he made that be, deal? Because he didn't realize he didn't have the total control, Shanny, that he thought he had. Yeah. Right. Well, how could that not be established? And given given the track record of people before him, why wouldn't he have, have mm. gotten that you know clear before yeah. he took the job? Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, did you, do you have a problem with him wearing a t shirt that said Rivera Strong? Nah, come on. You, you do? <laughs> I didn't say I did. I just asked no. the question. No, no. What if he had me strong? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's essentially the T-shirt was me strong. <laughs> the guys, the guys fighting cancer. I, I will say this. I know. Uh, you know this. This is this is some serious stuff. I mean, he had to be so before. So he had to lean on somebody to get to the locker room. Um, you got players who aren't wearing masks, and you know that the balloon is starting to leak some air. We've got teams that are having positive tests. You know, there's likely somebody on the Washington team that has it. And uh, so you think he might be taking needless risks? I I don't know. I just it it just seems to me. And and I think there was on TV. One of the one of the comments was that uh, one of the players had said that, yeah, we we support him. We also try to keep our distance from him because it's possible one of us is carrying it. Mm, Man, I I don't know why he doesn't just step aside. I mean, this is what Chuck Pagano did in in Indy. And he's got a guy. I mean, Jack Del Rio is uh, he's he's been a head coach before. Uh, he's done some of the news conferences. Let him run the team. So that said, Giants lost today. The Cowboys gave up a trillion points and a trillion yards to the Browns, and the Eagles are playing tonight. And the division still sucks. Yeah, can yeah. I mean it's... can the Wolf win it at six and nine? I don't know. I mean, the defense isn't very good. Uh, they've given up 30 points three straight weeks, right? You know, the back end is bad. The front end is good. They did a good job except for the one big Jackson run. I thought they did a really good job keeping Lamar Jackson from going completely ham on them. Except for the 50-yard touchdown. Except, right. right. Well, Mrs. (laughs) Lincoln, except for that incident, how was the play? Except for the longest touchdown run of his career and the only touchdown run he's had this year. Yes, except for that. No, the 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 back, the back end stinks though. I think that's pretty clear, and yeah. so it's not. And that's the strength of the team. That, hey. But but McLaurin is so fucking good. He's so fast. Nobody can run with him. He runs great precise routes. Without him, we would be really fucked. Well, I mean, we're fucked hear, anyway. What am I talking about? Did you hear James Lofton, Hall of Fame receiver, and I think pretty good on TV. I like James um, Lofton. Good guy too. He yeah he 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 dropped the name Jerry Rice. Next to him, not not. It know, is he's... it is kind of insane to do that, but I got to tell you, I see a lot of it. 
I see a lot of that straight line burst. The the way McLaurin runs is so precise, and his right. breaks are so precise. It's goddamn gorgeous. I pray he gets a good quarterback at some point in his career here. Yeah, I th- I think he will, and 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 I think oh, you that, do. You know, Trevor yeah, Lawrence. I, do, you have, do you know what the race for Trevor Lawrence is going to be like? There's like six teams that are winless right now. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't think they'll get they'll get Trevor Lawrence, but I, I think I think what'll happen is is Rivera will look around and he'll say, okay, we'll get a decent quarterback in here because our defense is going to be really good, and uh, you know they're developing. Whoa, 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 Where are you going to go get the decent quarterback, Andy? The decent quarterback store, <laughs> well, decentquarterbacks.com? You can't just you can't just blithely throw that out there like, yeah, I'll got to get one. There, there are quarterbacks that won't lose games for you. OK, Alex Smith is was that guy until he got hurt. And, you know, maybe there's somebody out there like that. I don't know. I mean, you, you're not going to get that guy. I understand that. But yeah. uh, you, you get somebody who's instead of what we're doing is, is we're, we got quarterback in training. We'll have a quarterback who is at least trained. Let's put it that way. Wow. Uh, Falcons, Eagles, Giants, Texans, Jets. They're all winless right now yeah. win less and there's a bunch Jets of other look teams hopeless. they look hopeless the, absolutely yeah, the league the league is very lopsided uh to be sure the good teams are feasting and the bad teams are just rotting like fish yeah. on a boat deck <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that patrick mahomes is to the nfl what jordan was to the nba in his prime meaning he's just so freaking good uh, yeah. I mean, he he is. He, he you watch him play. He's playing at a level different than anybody else. No, you're right. The, to him, the game is a sandlot game. Yeah, and he's making a joke of it. The way he moves, the way he sees everything, the way he throws yeah. it, underhand, sidearm, no look. Right. <laughs> it's a it's the hardest game to play. The hardest position in all of sports, quarterback in the right. NFL, he's making it look like a fucking joke because he has yeah. this incredible combination of talent, drive, coaching, organization, receivers around him, and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know. It's, it's more, much more of a team game in football. But he's, he's just playing it. Look, Lamar Jackson, he made him look like he was not a notch below, but like seven, eight floors below. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Lamar Jackson's the reigning MVP. He's a spectacular player. So I, I turned to Mike at one point in the Cowboy-Brown game, and I go, so you, give, you guys give him a lot of points today. He's been, he was really quiet. He was just soaking in the misery. <laughs> give, I, give, I go, is this, is this fixable this year? And he goes, no. And I go, what do you mean? I said, isn't there some way to get better? And he goes, yeah, play the rest of the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, I think that's the plan for all of us dummies in the division. This will be the worst the division has been in my lifetime. Oh yeah, no, no, I mean, it used to be there was there was a period of time in the '80s where I think they sent teams to the Super Bowl like seven out of eight years or something. Oh like yeah, it, it was crazy. But but that you know you may have started a new idea for Washington fans that invite a Cowboy fan over while they're playing <laughs> and enjoy their misery. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, but the problem is on TV too was me and my team's misery. The only oh, thing was yeah. I was more immune to it because I came in expecting nothing, and I got <laughs> nothing. And I'm going to get more nothing en route to three 
and 13. You know it, and I know it. And how are they going to win three, Andy? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It, I know. What is your number now that we're four weeks in? Give me the new Washington football team number for the end of the year. Well, because the division is so bad, I think they can win five games. Okay. So you're hoping five and 11. Yeah. Which, as one coach once said. Not too good. <laughs> not too good. <laughs> Some teams are worse, so, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, you know, he, he, he came in. He went seven and nine with Danny Werfel. <laughs> Werfel and Shane Matthews. Shane Matthews, and yeah, and then Patrick Ramsey, who he didn't want. He but, didn't, right. Know. As a first-round pick, Dan yeah. Dan used his first-rounder on a quarterback the coach had no interest in. Right, but had to play him because he, he went, realized. He went 7-9 and nine with a Johnny College offense that declined a block for the quarterback and nearly right. got several guys killed, as in murdered, on the field. Yeah, I understood, yeah. but but you know, <laughs> those were the glory days. And he knew when to co- the others. He knew when a co- and he knew he knew when to call timeout. Hey, a uh, couple things real quick, and then you can go watch the uh, DVR of uh, Seinfeld on sixty minutes. The NHL may be going back to ESPN. Yeah. Do you think it's a good move for the NHL to either swallow some pride or maybe take a tick less money to get back on the worldwide leader? A hundred percent. I mean, where are they? You know, I mean, they're on NBC sports. People don't even know where to find that. Absolutely. Don't Plus, you know where it is on your cable? I know on yeah, direct but, TV, but, it's two twenty. Uh, I don't go out of my way to find it. Here's, here's the thing about ESPN is it's on all the time in places. If you go to gyms, if you go to, Correct. you know, you, you go to a hotel, that's like, the first it's channel. Like CNN. You hit. It's like CNN. It's like CNN. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and, and that's the culture that, that is it, we live in now is that is the millennials, you know, they don't watch whole games. They just watch stuff. And so, you, you know, you give Barry Melrose a higher profile. He's on all the time. And uh, you, you put the product out there. It's a, it's a, it's a smart move. You, yes. Get, get, do what you do. Get on in, get on there. Uh, in-game interviews. Are you a fan? There's some pushback mm-hmm. to the fact that Justin Turner was mic'd up during a playoff game against the Brewers at third base. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I, I don't. I saw it during the All Star game. They did it with Harper, I guess, and they've done it several times since. I understand for All Star games. I, I can't believe they're doing it in playoff games. I, you know, this is a weird year, so a lot of things are, are being tried. Yeah. But once they go back to hopefully to normal by next year, I, I can't see them staying with it. But who knows? I mean, this TV world. So yeah. <laughs> then, then finally, finally, Rick Moran is sucker punched in New York City by a guy wearing a irony alert. I heart New York hoodie. Do you think he knew it was Rick Moranis? No. I don't either. He could have been one of the, uh, excuse the language, mental patients that were being housed in some of these empty hotels on the Upper West Side. Where Moranis got punched is a nice part of New York, right? Uh, Yeah, as far as I know. I mean, uh, do you remember uh, remember Dan Rather? What's the frequency, Kenneth? Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) There's so many, I mean, they're... Big cities doesn't matter which big city you got to be on your toes. You got to look out. There's there's lunatics out there, right? Oh yeah, 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 sure. But, Did it but, ever I mean, unnerve you when you were in New York? No, because I, I I never really was out late at night. I mean, it was just during during the day. I don't think just, this was this was in daylight, Andy. Yeah, but it was. Uh, I tell you one thing. Now that the city's kind of deserted, that that is more likely to happen when it's just wall to wall people as was the case when I was there in yeah. the 80s. Right, you didn't have, uh, didn't have room to take a swing at somebody. 
<laughs> couldn't get your arm cocked back. You're like, hey, move out of the way. I want to punch this, this dude. Just like, it was like letting, it was like constant, like, like a subway letting out at rush hour. You right. walk out of your building and you get into the crowd and you just keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to see the new Borat movie? Uh, I don't know where I'm going to see it. But do you want to see it? Yeah, I watched all those with my son. We used to laugh. We we would watch. Funny as uh, shit. The first one was funny as shit. Yeah, we 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 liked that. But but I, I he'll come home and he'll figure out how to get it on the TV because I I you know I won't know how to do it. I know we have Netflix and we have some of the other things, but uh, yeah, you know I, I I miss going to the theaters. I guess the theaters are dead. I don't think we'll ever come back. Oh come on, Andy. Theaters. Well, are come on. Back. They'll come really? back. Really? You said after nine eleven they're going to plow under. Uh, uh, Washington Reagan National Airport and make it a park or something. Well, that was one of the reports. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, New York, no, I mean, New York will survive. Theaters will come back. It's just going to take longer than we thought or want. So. All I right, Andy, so. I'll let you go watch uh, Seinfeld. Thank you, buddy. All right, Zach. Take there care. There you go. I forget what comedian once had a riff about. It might have been. Dennis Leary talking about there's so many ways to die in New York City. And uh, it's true. Big cities, they're wonderful in a lot of ways, but they carry with them an element of danger, an element of risk. It, you know, The more people, the more mayhem that, uh, that could happen. Of course, you know, people are now saying, hey, New York is slipping back into the bad New York of the, I want to say, early 80s in which the crime was really, really bad. But, um, yeah, poor Rick Moranis, just minding his own business. Kapow. I don't think that guy had any idea that it was indeed Rick Moranis. Okay, let's end on this today. Doc Rivers hired as head coach for the Philadelphia 76ers. Did not take long for him to get a new job. So now can we stop our hand-wringing and our tear-dropping about, oh, poor Doc Rivers. The question was asked uh, last week to Adam Silver in an interview with, now that there's only four black coaches in the NBA, essentially, is that a concern? And I just thought to myself, okay, we're now at the point where I guess some people in the media want a number. They want a hard number. Just set a quota, even though that would be grossly wrong and maybe illegal from a labor standpoint instead of this oh god do we we need more black coaches in the nba there's no racial hiring discrimination issues in the nba and it really is getting to the to the point where it's almost like curb your enthusiasm oh you fired the black man how'd you why'd you fire the black man well he wasn't getting out of the second round of the playoffs He was blowing 3-1 leads. We had a team that was built to win now, and he didn't win. We got to get somebody else. It happens. Black guys, white guys, you name it. But he's back now, and Ty Lue is probably going to get hired as well. He might have been hired over the weekend while I was not logging on and checking all my NBA news. All right, I'm going to wrap this up now. It is a Sunday night. Good to put Andy back in the Sunday night rotation. I think that's what I'm going to do. Voice is feeling better. Thank you very much. Uh, Let's hope we keep it this way all throughout the week. And going to enjoy the doubleheader on Monday night with the rescheduled Patriot Chief game early and opposite 
the Packers, and the Falcons. Could this be part of the new normal? Wouldn't that be something? Not all the fallout from the pandemic will necessarily be bad. We might have things that are leftovers like, well, remember when they put those two games on Monday night and they got great ratings for both and they said, hey, why don't we do this whole, the whole time? We might have permanent Monday night doubleheaders in the future and maybe we've got, we will have a COVID test for Cameron Jarrell Newton to thank for it. Thank you for downloading and listening. If you like this podcast, tell a couple friends. It is accessible to all. You may have never even heard of me. You you may have friends in other cities and you're like, this guy's good. This guy's way better than the sports monkey in my town. How come I haven't heard about him? Well, spread the word and spread the love. And we'll keep the Zabecast Nation growing and growing. Have yourself a great Monday and we will see you tomorrow. Wake me up. Let's